0: Welcome to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And as always, we're exploring culture and art. Nope, you do it. Welcome to the Truth in This Art, where we explore arts and culture through candid conversations. I'm your host. Welcome to the Truth in This Art. I'm your host, Rob Lee. And today, I am thrilled to be in conversation with the co-founder of Future Fair and an experienced organizer of over 21 art fairs in New York, Switzerland, and Germany with an extensive background in curatorial work at Exit Art and the Hirschhorn Museum. Um, My guest has been featured in publications such as the New York Times, Art News, Artnet, and Rebs Magazine. Please welcome Rachel Mejares fick Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, it's great to be here
0: it's great to have it's great to have people here it's great to have you here it's always it's always good to have a smiling um bespectacled person as well so uh, shout out to you uh-huh. um, so i want to start off by one thank you for making the time and and, and making the time for this podcast and you know, for the folks that are undipped um, and interested in learning more about your background and what influenced you and in sort of this path into the arts and the art world, uh, can you share your your origin story? And I know origin story sounds like a villain origin story, but what's your art's origin story?
1: Um, so for me, getting into art, it came a lot out of just growing up outside of Washington, D.C., um, because we have this plethora of museums and they're free, and they're government funded. It's pretty amazing. I mean, you've got the Hirshhorn, the National Gallery of Art, the Phillips Collection. Later on, they opened like the Portrait Gallery. There's just so many museums there. So I grew up going to these museums as a kid and in high school, and I loved them. I mean, they really were for me like these temples of human creative expression. They really were like these sacred spaces. So. I also loved D.C. so much that I decided to stay for undergrad and I went to art school at the Corcoran. Um, and I got really into community building while I was in school. So I was organizing crit groups. I had this like consortium where I would get together with other students, art school students at the other local um, schools, like MICA, Maryland, American, and so forth. Um, so we would, you know, we, we were just doing a lot of artists getting together meeting talking about the things that we were interested in and at the same time we were organizing a lot of diy shows so i actually had a friend who was renting this rundown house in northeast for two dollars a month Really? (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, which is crazy now considering how much the city has changed Um, so we had this house and we could pretty much do whatever we wanted And we would put on ambitious installations um, and art through the upper floors. And then in the basement, we would have punk shows. Um, So this was just a really liberating experience for all of us just to be young and expressive and experimental. And D.C. being such a small city, uh, it's really easy to get people galvanized and to come out. So it was at a moment when rents were still reasonable in the city and you had this creative class um, and people that wanted to be a part of art and a part of cool things like this so we'd end up having hundreds of people coming out to our shows it was like it felt like the city was hungry for it it was a really really exciting time for me
0: that's great I see I I like that I, I mean I've heard you know Micah in there I heard some DC connections you're in in Y right in YC
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live in Brooklyn now, but I I love DC so much. It's the only tattoo I have. <laughs> I have the stars and bars on my back. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I,
0: I like that. It's almost it's almost like that's a rapid fire question right there. Of like, and eh, let's let's have something that usually isn't discussed. And you you already threw it out there. So shout out to you. So I read that you're an experienced um, organizer of over 21 art fairs in New York, Switzerland, and Germany. How's your extensive experience working with galleries, institutions, artists, and brands informed your understanding of the art world and the role of art fairs?
1: Totally. Um, Yeah. Thinking about the role of art fairs and the art world. um, I think it would be, I'll back up just in case anybody that's listening isn't aware of what an art fair is. So essentially art fairs are trade shows that are open to the public and, There you have galleries and curators from usually all over the world. They come together and they're each setting up their own respective exhibition. So it's cool if you're a visitor, you have this one-stop shop to see art from all over the world under one roof, and you get to see a lot at one time. That allows for art world newbies and OGs the opportunity just to keep refining your tastes and your interests because you're just consuming a lot at once. Um, but for then, the participants who are the exhibiting galleries and curators, and they're bringing in their artists, and there's a wealth of opportunity for them. It allows them to stay connected with their contacts that they already have, meet new contacts, sell artwork, new exhibition opportunities, both for them and their artists. I mean, a lot of times, like there can be museum opportunities or just getting to know the other colleague galleries that the, they are alongside, there's a lot of times they they end up collaborating with their neighbors outside of the fair. um and then as well, like there's artist residencies that come through journalists. um there's just like a lot. it's a it's a big intersection of a lot of things for a lot of um a lot of roads to open up, yeah.
0: so having sort of that that international experience, how how does that play a role into like your approach to to like art fairs and your role within the art world now? And if you will, could you describe maybe one of those first really memorable art fairs? You know, you see know, almost two dozen of them. Definitely. Uh, it has to be a few that come to mind. I was like, yeah, this one was really cool. Oh, mm, that one was <laughs> that one was a thing. That was a task right there.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. So we have I would say for the first art fair experience. When I had actually just graduated from school and I was living in New York, juggling a bunch of part-time jobs, waiting tables, working as an assistant to an artist. And I knew that there were a bunch of art fairs happening during Armory Week, which was then in March in New York. So I reached out to all of them, hoping I could pick up some work. And I actually got one a one week gig working for Volta Art Fair as a temporary staffer. And the doing temporary staffing at fairs, it's usually your starting position. Uh, Volta at that time was this new young cutting edge art fair from Europe that just started doing shows in New York. So everyone was very intrigued with what they were up to. And I really loved um, the experience. It was like going to art camp. So you spend a week working long hours with the same group of people creating something special. It's not always glamorous. Sometimes you're just you know, rolling up your sleeves in the trenches, doing production assistant work, running around. And then the next day you have to clean up and you're talking to VIPs and organizing a party. And you're just talking to people for hours on end. It really reminded me of those DIY show days that I would do with my art school friends, actually. And I just loved the energy of the production. I really loved meeting people from all over the world and like all the the languages that were being spoken and that everybody was coming together for this common interest in supporting and creating space for art and artists.
0: That's really cool. And yeah, I mean, I know I have a question that's going to come up a little later, but definitely uh, I felt that, and I, I'm not going to belabor it much more. For for those who are undipped and unfamiliar, I'm going to say it really cartoonish. What is Future Fair?
1: <laughs> so Future Fair, um, what's what's really cool about us is that we work a lot with galleries who work with emerging artists but then also not so emerging artists some of those not so merging artists have a very long career and they deserve a second look so it's great to see that all right next to each other it creates for really interesting conversations and regardless there's an opportunity for for everyone to discover something new to you so even if it is an artist that maybe you had heard about a long time ago there Everybody's bringing brand new work here. So every, there's a lot of space for experimentation at this fair. When you go to a lot of the mega fairs, you'll see the contemporary canon of art. And when you go to a lot of those fairs over and over again, it starts looking the same because every every artist kind of has their brand that they've, you know, they you know what to expect with, you know, an Anish Kapoor, for example, you know what you're going to be getting. And the cool thing with our show is that there's just you don't know what you're going to get, and there's a lot of uh, space to really rethink about what is my relationship to art, what is the kind of art that I'm interested in, um, where can, do I have space to think of what else I'm interested in? Is is there new new artworks that that I'm developing my taste for?
0: So it's so. In in talking about it, so Future Fair is in NYC because because I would imagine there are some folks that are just undepted and unfamiliar. So NYC, I, I believe um, it's what going into its fourth year, third year. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we are based in New York. Um, this show that's going to be happening in May of 2023 is going to be t- taking place in Chelsea um and we're going this year we're going to have around 50 to 55 exhibitors and they're from nearly every continent except for um, australia so we need to get that one checked off next <laughs> and yeah it's a, the other thing is it's a big launch pad for a lot of artists careers you'll you'll see artists at the fair that you're going to see at the big fairs very soon it's actually one of the really cool things is that we are really young, and we've only been around for a few years, but pretty much immediately we started seeing artists that showed with us that are already showing when we go to our Basel and to freeze. We're like, oh yeah, we worked with them. and it's it's really, really cool
0: that's that's great. and i'm I'm hearing in it with, you know having, all of these, um, these these countries and these different communities represented, that community is an important part of it. It's important from a um, foundational standpoint. So speak to the importance of this this notion of community within the mission for um, Future Fair.
1: Cool, yeah. Um, well, I'd say that while the word community references the collective, sure. it also has a very personal resonance to each of us we all have our very individual reasons to want to find or build our tables. So for me, some backstory is that I grew up in a very immigrant household. It was a Filipino household and we had a very regular suburban house, um, but we had several families living under one roof. And we basically had a different family in each bedroom. And oftentimes relatives would be visiting overseas, from overseas and they would be staying in our living room or our basement for long periods of time. So I grew up very used to sharing space, coexisting and co-creating with others around me. And I really recognize that a part of my love for art fairs connects to this feeling of creating a household where everyone can do their own thing in relation to one another. And so for me, that's my story. It's, It's somewhere where I find, um, you know, what is at stake in in this for me personally? But I also think we all have our own stories as to why we're seeking out community and why we wanna be seen and also wanna prop others up that we see. Um, in terms of future fair, like bringing it back to the fair, it's a, it's a small business and we are working with other small businesses to grow this. There really is this energy of we're building this together um, we're not an established voice yet. So there is still so much opportunity for us and our collaborators and our galleries to make an imprint and an impact on the future of Future Fair.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um that, that helps and kind of understanding like, you know, how it mm-hmm. connects to a person as an as an individual, like why this is why this matters to me, and then this is why it matters from sort of this collaborative sort of this this business, like Bringing it to, from the personal to the business and why it matters overall. That's an, that's really important, and I think it, it kind of aligns in the, to the way that I think in doing this sort of podcast. Like, how can I help? You know, facilitate the storytelling for for different communities that may not fit this sort of typical. Hey, this is the biggest name, and let's let them, let's prop them up again. It's like, no, let's talk to a little bit of everyone, folks that who are emerging, folks that have been around for a while and might need that light shine back on them. And that's that's really important for me. And, you know, using this time, using this sort of platform and whatever access I can access I have to um, to connect folks. That's that's really one of the things that's really been important. And and I see as a um, byproduct of doing so many interviews and uh, connecting with so many different people.
1: Yeah, totally. I really am of that mindset that, you know, just get a lot of people together and we can create something different.
0: <laughs> and, and different, you know, it's like, Hey, why not? That's, that's the way I look at it. Hey, why not?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So could you, could you share sort of the initial conversation um, and or, or thinking behind like future fair? Like I, I, when I was, I'll say like this and I've mentioned it a few times on here, you know, when this was presented to me as doing this podcast and growing it out of Baltimore, and you know, it wasn't done in a sort of, Hey man, all of the warm and fuzzies. It was just a former president said something goofy about Baltimore that I didn't like. And I was like, let's disprove it. And when I was reaching out to some of my folks who I kind of trust, um, that are in a marketing background and a strategy background, it's just like, I don't know if you can actually go anywhere with this. I think you can only talk to 20 interesting people in Baltimore so I took that as a challenge, but that was the initial conversation. It felt like a challenge. And I was like, mm. nah, I'm going to do more than that. And let's see where it goes. So for for you, for Future Fair and building it out, um, what was that initial conversation like? What was the feelings around that initial conversation?
1: Yeah, um, that's, thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, for me, it it was like the the fair I wanted to work for didn't exist yet. And I feel like I heard that a bit from you where you're like, how do I bring the people together that um, that, I, that I wanna have these conversations with? Um, so I really wanted to build something from the ground up with a group of galleries who were also looking for their table. And I knew I couldn't do it alone. And so I, I got together with my now business partner, Rebecca Laliberte. And Rebecca came from a background as both an art dealer and an art consultant. Plus, she grew up all over Europe and lived all over Europe. And she speaks a ton of languages. She's really, really cool and amazing. And I'm very American, um, in both in personality, but also I only speak English. So it's cool. We have this great dynamic uh, where we can be both a counter and a support for one another. And together we built out this concept that we would onboard a group of founding galleries and we grandfather them into a profit share with the company. Um, That's a lot of how we've kind of gotten first known as Future Fair. So instead of having seed investors or a corporation back the fair, we were solely backed by our first exhibitors, those first clients. And the deal was and is that if the fair makes a profit within the first four years, those early adopter galleries have the option to take their share of the profit. And they can, one, they could pocket it, two, they could put it towards their next booth, or three, they could contribute it to a larger fund that allows us to give grants to up-and-coming galleries to participate in the fair providing them some financial support
0: it's a really interesting model i like this i like this idea i like the thinking that goes on there and coming from this this spot again you know of i you're not seeing the thing that you want it You know, you're not seeing the fair. You're not seeing that sort of structure that you wanted. And we hear it a lot um, from people to have that sort of entrepreneurial, like, you know, standpoint. It's like, I don't know anything. So I'm just going to make it happen because my why is the most important piece. This thing, the way that I would like to see it doesn't exist. So I'm going to be agile. I'm going to be innovative. And I'm going to figure out a way to make it exist.
1: Absolutely. And, you know and i'm sure we'll we'll get to talk about this more sure. as the conversation continues uh, it isn't it's not like we're making like a lot of profit or anything cuz we're still a young business but i think just putting the idea out there really says so much about where our values are and it has created it really has attracted a lot of the right people into wanting to work with us as well
0: so 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 in that vein what are, what are some of like the, the challenges, the, the highs and the lows, but definitely some of the challenges that you've like been presented with, with future fair and how do you, how have you addressed
1: them? Mm, yeah, there's um, you know, just with any new business, there's always like challenges or growing pains and space for evolution. Um, for us, I would say that the biggest challenge was deciding to launch an art fair in the year 2020, which was uh, not what we had expected. As, you know, you probably remember at the beginning of 2020, everyone was like, oh, it's 2020, it's going to be my year. (laughs) (laughs) This is it, you know, and we had early 2020 around this time right now when we're speaking, it's February We had signed on an incredible group of galleries. They had all put in their initial deposit. Uh, We took the cash and we paid out our venue. And we ended up having lost a lot of money once COVID hit. So COVID hits around March. We were supposed to have the fair happen in May. No one at that time knew what the impact of this virus would be. So once it was very clear that there was no art fair that was gonna be happening in May, we took every dollar that was in the bank and refunded it back to the galleries, unless they were like, no, no, you guys hold on to it. In that case, we put it into escrow until they were ready to use it. So there was still this whole large sum that we had spent on the venue that we simply couldn't financially give back. And we did everything we possibly could to get it back. And technically we were contractually obligated to receive it, but the judicial system was just really overwhelmed at this time and it wasn't gonna work out. So we did Herculean pivots. Um, We we offered the galleries the remainder in credit if they participated with us in the next couple of years. And then that allowed us to build it into our budget over two years. And we just got really extra rigorous with how we use the budget to compensate for that initial loss, that initial hit that the business took right at our onset. And then aside from that, we were still doing an online fair and we really rocked out with the online fair during the lockdown. We, this was, keep in mind, this is the first thing we ever put out into the world. And we had a lot of um, artist talks, we were doing like drink and draws online, we were doing DJ kickbacks online, we were just really activating the online space. It was very easy for us, I think, because our team is so young, and we feel so comfortable with understanding how to communicate digitally. So For us as a young fair, we were able to just be super agile really fast in a way that if we had been around for years and we had to like have a lot of people go up the ladder to approve things, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it just wouldn't have had that same magic, you know, and we sold over $400,000 of work, um, artwork, and that was just what was recorded. There was probably more that wasn't even recorded, and a lot of those artists who were there have since blown up and we just had an incredible groundswell of support from the community.
0: That's, that's wonderful. And, uh, I like hearing that, like, I like hearing sort of being able to be agile. And again, it, it, to me, it goes with this, this idea and this, this might sound, this, this might sound weird, but the vibe kind of gave me like an independent wrestling vibe like we don't <laughs> care about being one of the big you know the sort of the big ones we're we're coming up we're emerging we have this really dope talent that in the next few years that we're working with this really dope talent over the next few years you can see the trajectory they're just blowing up and doing really well and it's like hey we work with them. like you were touching were earlier and you know i can also attribute like that time just people being around and if you have a presence online and you know a few different and creative and kind of fun ways to, you know, just kind of take advantage or not take advantage, but kind of experience what we're all dealing with in a way that is like, all right, this is reality. This is Mm -hmm. what this is. So this podcast kind of took off in 2020, you know, like as I was touching on earlier, very slow in the back half of 2019. And then 2020 is just oh yeah i want to do your podcast oh i want to do this i want to do this and i was trying to find different ways to to grow it ways that i wasn't really trying i had to approach it as kind of a new uh, business as a new venture you know at that time i'd been podcasting for about 11 years and I was like, all right. Yeah, I know what I've done. I know this works. And and I was like, no, let's start over. Let's figure Hmm. it out. So it was restreaming it almost like a live radio thing, restreaming the episodes and sitting there listening to it and talking with people who would pop on to the live like replay and engaging and kind of building a community in that way, which ran so counter people would just, Hey, I got a podcast. Let me put it back out there. And Doing something different and unique. Hey, I'm running this contest. If you're listening to the podcast and you hear me say something really goofy at this point, just ping me, and I'll send you some stickers or a t-shirt. And people were engaged because people were sort of around. You know, we you know collectively we were we were shut down in what like mid March. So yeah. just always every day getting on, having something rolling, and trying to develop this thing because this was very new at the time.
1: Yeah, we. And we were all just really, we all missed having any kind of connection at all.
0: Connection is is super important, and I'll I'll say, you know, some of the the oddest things were happening. And I know there are different pockets. Like New York was pretty wild. I would imagine, like the the notion of, hey, we're going to do this new art fair, and then all of that stuff happens. It's like I'm just going to pull his hair out and just lose you know, it. <laughs> but um, you guys persevered and that's a testament to you, the team and just all of the the great work that was being done there. And I can even speak to it um, sort of firsthand. I I attended um, last year and kind of seeing like where you guys are at now and I was like, I don't belong here. I, I don't belong here, you know, going up to to New York and having sort of this, I'm up here to do some interviews and kind of be dipped into art and, and do some network and do some connection, but also seeing all of the great you know, work that was there, definitely getting some cards, definitely looking at people that I can talk to, but I'll say it was very welcoming. Like on the train, mm-hmm. up, I was like nervous, I was like sweating, but once I got there to, you know, gotten there in Chelsea and I was like, oh, this is, this is great. This is amazing. So what is the the experience you want to create for folks that are going to like future fair that are, that are like checking it out and who might be going there to their, their first fair or, and I know this kind of circles back, but going to their first fair or working with you guys for the first time.
1: Yeah. Um, that's so great. I'm so glad you came last year's show was so special. It was for us, it was our first real art fair that wasn't in in super covid times we did our first show in 2021 and that was um you know it was still very like masks mandatory it was it was still hard to get people to come out because we were still in a transitional period and i think a lot of it what the magic of the show last year was that people were like yes finally we can go to things um but for in terms of that experience that that you had there's so much intentionality that we create into into having that um we have a lot of intentionality first in how we communicate about the fair through our the voice of the fair through the digital channels if you're receiving our newsletters if you're following us on instagram there's always this thoughtfulness of of not trying to be like too high in art speak um that we can communicate to everyone and that we're it's it's just the way you and i are talking you know how you're talking about it with your friends but it also is it just because it isn't it doesn't mean that we're not highbrow you know we're still very serious about what we do. We're still very serious about the artists that we present. So we find that balance, you know, that we can um, be in some ways casual, but also have a lot of seriousness to what we're doing. Um, and then how that relates to the in-person show itself. We want everyone to feel really comfortable. And Rebecca and I talk about this a lot. And a part of it, comes in from the kind of people that who are attracted to working with us, they get that right away. Um, And that's both in terms of the exhibitors and also the kind of people that we end up hiring. Um, And this kind of brings the whole story full circle. So we, you know, we have a temporary staff now that we, that we bring in and they're working next to us in the trenches, putting the show together um, and getting it, you know, off the ground within a week. And, I told them last year, I was like, look, we have all worked so hard to open this show today. This is so exciting. We've all been you know, working long hours these last handful of days to get to this point. I really want you to feel that you have some ownership in this because you've been a really big part of of creating this. Truly everybody that's involved it's a big part of creating this kind of production. And so I said, I want you to feel like this is your house. So when what do you tell people when they come into your house? What do you say when you have somebody enter your house? You say, it's so great to have you here. Um, we're really glad you can make it. And you know, you welcome them in. And they, they did that from whether you were a VIP, um, checking in, whether you are buying your ticket, you know, whatever was your points, it didn't matter who you were. You're going to get that same level of welcome welcoming. And I really believe that that was a part of the success of the fair because a lot of people were telling me, "There's something different here. Yeah. There, I just feel so good. I feel so at ease here. And you know, when people feel that comfortable, they spend." money you know and so for a lot of people that did have um the the means to to be buying art i think that just having that 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 level of comfortability allowed as well of course like the work speaks for itself um, but i think it was that combination that that created a really special space and we look forward to to continuing that
0: and, and I can say and sort of like closing out this portion here of the, the interview that that absolutely came through. And I think immediately as I'm like wrapping up my time, that was my first fair that I ever went to. And I typed in, I was like, got to interview them. That was literally what I typed in. So <laughs> almost, you know, we're coming up on, on a year or have you uh, closer and closer. But there was literally the the thinking that I had there, I was like, I want to learn more about this story. And because I felt so invited, and I felt so welcomed. And you know, for for the first and having all of the different stuff that goes into travel and being a super afraid of being on the train. By the way, we'll talk about that at a different time. I was like, trains, <laughs> how am I going to survive this? But but going there to um, to Future Fair, is just just a great experience, and I'm just looking forward to going back this year. is really cool. It's it's on my list, and I speak very highly of it. Whenever I talk to anybody.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So
0: that's the part of the podcast where all of this kind of kind of goodwill that we've created and we've been talking through all of this great stuff, this thoughtful stuff. This is all going to go out of the window. You know, you should, you should be absolutely nervous. It's right for fire time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I got three questions for No, four. Four questions for you. Um, so here, here's the first one. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, um, assuming that there's no health consequences, what would it be?
1: Chocolate. Okay.
0: That's, that's a good answer. Actually. <laughs> uh, what has gotten you further in, um, professionally, would it be street smarts or book smarts? Street smarts. See, street smarts is almost undefeated. It's like two notches. I had somebody give me the really art questions like, Hey, can you make this? And they give me, different <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I didn't want that. Um, let's see, uh, Coffee or tea? What's your preference? Coffee. That sounds about right. Same. I've had four coffees today. Uh, (laughs) Lastly, um, what are we when as it relates to Future Fair coming up this year? Almost this is almost a shameless plug portion of it. What are three words that come to mind and what like attendees can expect? What what, what folks can expect? What are maybe three words that come to mind?
1: There's going to be a lot of surprises. So, surprise is one word and i would say portals is another word okay i really think that artwork is you know our portals of to to bring us to a lot of new places and the last word is going to be good vibes hyphenated mhm
0: See, you did the artist thing right there. I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna make my own rule. Um
1: Yeah, I'm gonna make my own words. <laughs>
0: thank thank you. Thank you so much. Um, this has been great. And um what I wanted to do is invite and encourage you to tell the folks, you know, listening where they can check more out about you, future fair, all of that good stuff, social media website. The floor is yours.
1: Amazing. Thank you. Thanks. This has been really great. Um I would recommend. If you're interested in visiting or learning more about us, you can follow us on Instagram. It's at FutureFairs with an S. And also join our mailing list. We put together incredible newsletters. These are the newsletters you're going to wanna open. They're they're just beautifully designed and they're really exciting. Um, So you can join our mailing list by going to our website. It's FutureFairs with an S. Dot com.
0: And there you have it, folks. Again, I'm Rob Lee for Rachel Maharis Fig from Future Fair. Future Fair. Future Fair. Go to Future Fair. And I'm saying that there's art in and around your neck of the woods. You just got to look for it.